You're listening to The Life of Tri. It's triathlon for your ears. Well, we are live from the Lisa Lardy studio here. Uh, Phil Rockner and Kevin McKinnon, all the way from the Big Apple, the man who gets around. We're going to discuss what he's doing there. But Kevin, uh, welcome back to you, sir. Lisa Lati. Wow, there's that. That was a name I would not have pulled out if you gave me a list of ten names that you were going to call out <laughs> in the studio. So good. Do you one. know what I remember her Absolutely. from? Absolutely. <laughs> I remember her from well um, now, Lisa Lardy. I'm going to go back, and I want to say this is the 1989, maybe 88 ABC coverage of Kona, and she crashes her bike on the Queen K because she gets all dehydrated, and her partner at the time, a guy called Todd Jacobs was screaming and carrying on at the race officials at one point as well. So there you go. So you know what? That's um, hilarious because I, I, you know, I knew Todd uh, quite well, uh, raced against him a ton, and I was in that race. So um, I managed to miss all of that stuff. So there it is. well done. I, I, my hat <laughs> goes off to you. It's just, you know, the amount of useless shit that I've picked up over the journey in this sport. <laughs> hey, I think I can, I can top that. I've been in this, I'm, I'm like practically old enough to be your dad. So I could actually, maybe not quite that old, but, uh, uh, but I, I, I've stocked up a crazy amount of nutty stuff too. So there we go. Oh, I used nutty again. Shoot. Not supposed to do that. Drink everybody drink at home. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We should turn, uh, we should turn this into a drinking show. Hell yeah! Every time I say, I have a list of words that when Kevin says, yeah, you exactly. uh, you have to have a drink. And nutty might be, be bingo. A tough I reckon. Thirty in the morning here. <laughs> so talk to us about what's happening in the Big Apple. You uh, you sent me a very very nice shot. You're in obviously uh, you know on the ground there. What's going on? Yeah, I'm down for an Apple event, and to be honest, I'm not totally sure what all um, will be happening down here. Uh, so it's it's around the uh, Apple Watch Ultra. Um, so, you know, Apple uh, launched that last fall. And I think, um, you know, we did, we did a fair amount of coverage and, you know, sort of talked about Apple getting serious about endurance sports with this. And I think um, I sort of have the feeling that this is a little bit of a catch up for the rest of the media world to sort of understand what all uh, we figured out last fall um, with uh, Triathlon Magazine. So uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing uh, how it all works. Um, had, a, had a great dinner. For me, the big thing about these things is just making contacts, you know, and, and uh, meeting, meeting people. Uh, so there was a group uh, there's a group here from Mexico and a couple of other Canadians and and uh, we, we had dinner with one of the uh, Apple PR people and just the you know sort of the background and insights that uh, that you get from this kind of thing are great so uh, it's a whirlwind trip uh, rolled in last night and I head out this afternoon um, but um, I am waking up to the New York skyline and um, yeah really really cool and 
Apple events. How, so obviously, you know, you and I have been to a a whole lot of um, triathlon events and launches and stuff like that. And um, what are they like? So are they big? Are they like, is it, is it a real thing, like a big deal? And are they pouring tons? Of, I, I mean, I, I have the impression of having been to an Apple event, having just seen them on YouTube and stuff like that, that they're really big and, you know, there's a lot going on. Is that real or are they pretty low key? Um, so yeah, you know, I have no, I'm, I'm not sure about how this one will go. I, this is only my second time being to an Apple event. I was down in uh, Cupertino last year when they, uh, you know, for the, you know, Tim Cook on the stage and, and the launch of the, uh, was it iPhone 14? God, I should know this thing better. And then the, uh, obviously the reason I was there was for the Apple watch ultra. Um, and, um, yeah, that was, that was huge just monsters you know busloads of journalists and influencers uh rolling in um took they you know as far as i could tell they took over a hotel where we all stayed and i, I wouldn't be surprised if there if there were other ones that they had done too um that one was huge this one appears to be a little more low-key they have a you know a couple of a uh, couple of seminars but um yeah you know if, if you just picture how you're supposed to do these things apple does it you know they they do things right it's uh it's it's you know uh well from what i saw um in cupertino i was just blown away and uh so far this has been uh very interesting too so uh they're they're taking us over to a park today and we're going to be um sort of using some of the apple watch ultra features so uh, they do a do a good job with that. For me, you know, the big thing I always want to try and do is is uh, interview some of the engineers, and you know, they won't let us use anything for attribution um, when you're when you're talking to these guys. But uh, you get some excellent background, so hmm. um, yeah. So uh, excited to uh, to check this out, and um, then as, as soon as I've done this uh, today, I've got, um, I've got a big story coming up, um, that we're, we're going to do in May on, uh, on a Garmin watch. I am doing a really deep dive into that. So it's watch month for Kevin here huh. at the magazine. Well, I once, um, I was, I don't know what, where, what, why I was there. I was at a digital innovation, uh, seminar and Steve Wozniak, who just, you know, build Apple with, um, with Steve Jobs. He was there. Steve Jobs, yeah. And when he walked in, I swear to God, it was like Jesus walked into the room. Like there was the audible hush. There was like two or 300 of us sitting in this room waiting for the was to come on in. Um, and what a time. It was so pin drop quiet when he walked in. Um, and he talked a little bit about, you know, the background, you know, when him and Steve um, were out there and they were, you know, doing what they were doing. And yeah, it was, it was just the, the awe in which he was held um, was yeah. Like nothing I'd ever seen before anywhere near anyone who was, you know, uh, in a sporting sense. Um, but yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool to see, you know, these guys develop this stuff from nothing. There was not even a template. They were just going, well, this is what we think it is. Um, it's a pretty cool story yeah. and, um, you know, it's, um, those guys are, yeah, they're pretty elite thinkers. I tell you. Yeah. Well, it was similar. Um, I, I didn't stick around like there were literally four or 500 people, 
uh, waiting in the auditorium for Tim Cook to come out because I guess you know after he does the after they do those launches, um, he comes out and you know sort of schmoozes with the with the crowd and stuff. And there were just so many people <laughs> waiting to yeah uh, just see the guy. Um, I said yeah you know I'll, I'll move on upstairs. Like this is this is crazy. Um, so yeah, um, totally hear what you're saying. And I, I can 100% believe that, uh, there would be similar aura around, uh, Steve Wozniak. Do you have to wear a skivvy? A skivvy? Yeah. You know, like a roll neck, turtle neck kind of sweater kind of thing. Oh, (laughs) no, no. (laughs) <laughs> that would be funny. Everyone has to dress up and uh, just look just like Steve Jobs. There you go. Yeah. This will be the way, uh, this is the way Phil Rockner will do things. When we do the Life of Try um, yearly award ceremony yeah. or yearly gathering, you're going to make everyone uh, wear a skivvy. There we go. Do you know what, though? I like think when... you meant turtle. <laughs> Sorry, a skivvy. I love that. When he, when he was talking, though, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of shit I didn't understand. And I'm pretty sure I did a lot of nodding, like just trying to, you know, be that person who doesn't look like a complete idiot. <laughs> no idea what he was talking about at one point. There was. I think he'd had a couple. Um, so, Kevin, uh, let's get into it. Uh, big race last week. Uh, obviously, Oceanside. Everyone was like, ooh, Oceanside, Oceanside. And well, I was just about to say, like, I'm sorry, you're now saying it was a big race? Like, I, I was getting all the gears last week from you that, uh, you know, no, this wasn't a big race. No, my 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 conversation was um, around, um, is triathlon stupid? Which we I agreed with myself that it was. <laughs> um, if you didn't get onto it, go back and listen to it. It's... Worth your 20 minutes. Let me put it that way. Bit of gold by myself. Um, but Kevin, uh, Oceanside obviously delivered a big field and everyone got excited about it. And that's what we like to see. So I'm going to be pushed the positive button at the moment. But before I do, uh, who would have thought that the feed dropped out and people couldn't watch it? Oh, interesting. So I was announcing at an event in Toronto Um all, all of Saturday morning. And so I rushed right from that to the uh, magazine office and uh, sat in there and did my post-race stories. I was very excited, of course, because Tamara Jewett, who we um, had on our cover of our magazine uh, a few years ago, um, ended up taking the title. So I was very excited. Uh, so I managed to miss all of that. I had no idea that the coverage went down. Yeah, people were, let me just say, not happy. Um, and there was a real descent on the line by, uh, by people and they were a bit pissy that the feed went out. I can understand that because you are expecting that. And the second thing I saw, I saw a couple of things actually, um, before we get into the proper racing side of things, I I heard that people were really disappointing in the commentary. Now we've been through this a million times and the answer is simple. Get professionals. Easy. Just get professionals to do it. And then there's no problem. Um, you know, use athletes as color, but not anchors. I mean, we were saying this 15 years ago. This is nothing new, but I, I, there was a renewed push on the socials about it. Yeah, well, and and you know, like I think it was possibly the first time we ever met um, was uh, 
um, Peter Henning threw us um, into the uh, into the roles of the uh, commentators for covering Ironman New Zealand. And, uh, you know, I, I sat down and, and this is, you know, to this day, I was so happy. I think it was the beginning of a pretty cool friendship, yep. but I kind of said, okay, I'm going to play host. You're the color, color commentator today. And you just went, yep, let's go with it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, of course I'm biased, but, uh, we got some great feedback from that. Um, and I'm sure there were times during that day that you were looking at me going, why is he asking that question? He knows totally the answer, but mm. that was the role I had to play that day, right? Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. yeah, it's a little weird. I think um, that we're still debating this. It's you know, I just think that ex athletes are generally not great hosts. They're great in color. You know, that's what they do. They've got the expertise. They're great as color commentators. Keep it at that. But, I mean, you're always going to find gripes. The dropping out of a feed is, I think, is ridiculous. Um, they weren't exactly in the middle of nowhere. They weren't, you know, broadcasting from the moon. They, that shouldn't happen. Um, and people were right to get unhappy about that. But one thing before we do get onto the racing itself, Kevin, was I read with interest that Challenge has busted an age grouper for drugs. Now, oh, this is uh, news to me as well. Yeah, now oh, you're on it today. Well, you know, every now and then, mate. Um, now my understanding was that um, it was in a challenge race, and I'm just trying to recall where it was, and an age group got popped. Um, so kudos to the challenge folks for doing that. But uh, it's also, um, I guess, I, I would think we'd have a, a number of people who are on on the gear in the age groups because it is not that well regulated but it just sends a little warning shot across the bowels of anybody who's you know contemplating this or who is in you know engaging in this kind of behavior um that this sort of thing is is there but it would cost a fortune to try and really <clears throat> clean wouldn't it to to really get that you know to do all the testing I mean, it's hard enough to test pros at alone age groupers well, so this could be the the topic of a uh, of a podcast in and of itself, right? Yeah. Like you know, and I think I've talked about this before. Um, you know, back when um, I was doing all the coverage around Nina Kraft um, when she tested positive and had to give up her uh, give up the Kona title, um, I was inundated with emails from athletes saying, you know, this is what why are you spending so much time on on the pros like the the worst of the the drug stuff is happening in the age group ranks yeah um so you know you are you are saying you're saying something that we're all too familiar with you know the anti-aging clinics um spend a lot of time uh doling out testosterone and hgh and all kinds of other stuff that uh, people probably don't really need um, unless they're trying to enhance their performance, you know? So yeah. it's, um, and, and the other thing too, is you look at the demographics of triathlon, uh, you know, the, this was, these numbers are from five or six or maybe even 10 years ago now, but you know, the average Ironman athlete was making over 200 grand a year. Um, in North America. Um, and those people are the kind of folks who have five, 10, 15 grand to put into a, 
uh, a medical program as, uh, <laughs> as as they used to refer to it. Maybe they still refer to it in cycling. So yeah, it's look, it's going on my. Don't get me started on the um, on bike doping, but that's that's another issue as well. Um, yes. But there's there's certainly um, things going on. But good to see that there is um, still measures in place and and that's happening. So that's that's a victory for yes. people who race clean. So well played. And I would like to come back to the coverage, um, people complaining about stuff dropping out. Um, the, those same people complain if they get charged for that coverage. Yeah. So um, I find this to be very, you know, sort of interesting. So, you know, when was the last time we talked about the world triathlon feed going down? Um, I, I, I'm, don't know that we have in a while, like those no. guys have that very much dialed in. They charge for that coverage, but most people don't seem to complain about it. But you no, know, certainly when I worked at Ironman, any time that we tried to <clears throat> look at any kind of pay, pay for view or paid payment for the coverage, people had a fit. Um, and so, yeah, that I, I just find this, kind of crazy this balance that everyone wants they, they want this amazing coverage but they also want it for free yeah yeah we always said to the um that that was commentating all these races was the poison chalice you know like it was you just don't win you can't win there's too many critics out there you can't win you can't you, no matter how well you think you've done there's always someone to find some fault um and yeah it's uh you just wear it, man. You just got to wear it. Like I'm sure everyone out there on the broadcast was doing their best. No one wants dead time and no one wants the coverage to go black. But, you know, like, what are you going to do when it does? You just, you got to roll with it. Um, and even if they thought, thought that they put on a, a most fantastic coverage, there'd be a whole raft of whiny triathletes sitting there going, well, this is not great. Or I didn't like that. Or I didn't like that. And yeah, it's a hard one. It's super yep. hard. Um, <laughs> and I think you, you just get thick skinned. I think you just get thick skin to it, um, you know, having spent this much time, uh, you know, in that um, in that position. So, but Oceanside did happen, and I think I picked the winner. Yeah, it was you know, you, sorry, you picked the winner, Leo yeah. Bejer. Of course, man. Yeah, I think you did actually. Yeah, he was my guy. Even and that was uh, when you were picking him. That was even before Jan Ferdino had dropped out. Um, so, oh, Ferdino, you know, man, come on. Jan, you're always, you know, nah. Leo was my guy. He was my guy. Um, it was a shame that the it big was dog close, wasn't though. Leo, uh, Leo had to do some hanging <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> he had to move, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like, he, that uh, was done. He was getting some grief. <laughs> hey, I, I saw it. Um, I saw Jason West. I was announcing at uh, Clash Miami. Yeah. And um, I tell you, that race, the, the guy was flying on the run. Um, so he's um, he's setting the stage, man. Uh, keep an eye on him. And he came, well, just within 12 seconds, right? So yep. he got 10741, really uh, which is a quick, uh, a quick half marathon. His running is ridiculous. Like his ability to put together that um, that distance of run off the bike, 
Um, this is your man West. He is like, yeah, he's very, very, very uber competitive. I think, you know, only uh, those from Norway might have gone as fast as him. So he's running. Uh, yeah, I'd put I'd put Alistair Brownlee in there, and it, uh, yeah, and and well, who knows? You know, is Jan still in that in still in that ballpark? Um, that that's the the question we're all going to find out hopefully in Ibiza, right? So um, yeah, but the other thing too, right? Uh, Leo Berger defending world triathlon champ, or I, I never know how to do that. You know, he won the grand final and took the huge surprise to take the world championship last year. Like it, you know, he needed to win and a bunch of people needed to come five, fifth or sixth. And it, it all kind of worked out. Um, but you don't race those kind of events, um, events and are um, sort of compete at that highest level without the ability to, um, you know, shut down things at the end of a race when you need to, right? So yeah. he looked over his shoulder, saw Jason West coming like a, um, a freight train isn't the right word, but coming like a rocket and, um, you know, up the pace and got it done, right? And yeah. uh, so um, it would, you know, who knows what would have happened uh, if Leo Beger needed to find another gear for the last mile, uh, 2K, whatever, yeah. So, um, yeah. And it, you know, what I love is that, you know, he then goes, oh, well, you know, I'm off to keep training for the Olympics. You know, I'm going to keep working on that. And I, I just, I think the ability for those guys, um, or men and women to step up, it just enhances the, the whole half series so beautifully um, because they bring a whole level of speed and they bring a whole level of um, quality to the field. Well, and it also just tells you how close 70.3 or half distance racing is to Olympic distance racing, right? Like it's just how fast everyone is moving now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it just, you know, gives you, it gives you an idea. And this is, you know, when I, when I'm coaching kids and, and all this stuff, I, I just keep emphasizing you got to have the wheels. You got to have the wheels in the water. You have to have the wheels uh, running wise when you're younger um, or else, you know, you're just not going to be able to, to compete at that highest level um, uh, down the road. And this is what people miss all the time. See, that's what I was doing wrong, Kevin. Right. So when I was coaching, I just tell the kids they were crap. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Good. Oh, but yeah, it seems to me you spend most of your time coaching football now. Wow. Which just makes no sense to me. An Aussie, <laughs> you know, doing American football. But oh well. I like things that go crash, Kevin. <laughs> if it's somehow we could do tackling in the uh, on the run. Talking about the run though, um, the women's race at Oceanside, uh, again, some really interesting stories that's come out of that and Obviously, um, you know, big victories um, for, you know, your country. Um, and then looking at Sodaro and Cat Matthews, who were also on that podium, um, clearly, um, Jewett was, man, she's got wheels, um, can go as well. The 
I don't know if you saw the post that Cat Matthews put up after the race. Um, and my God, it was so, um, uh, so emotional about what she'd done. Uh, it was a really nice story. Um, and yes, go Kev. Yeah, I did. I did see that. And, and, you know, up there as, as one of the most amazing comebacks in, in a while. Right. So, um, she got hammered by that car last year down, down in Texas, uh, leading up to the Ironman world championship in Kona. And so, um, fantastic to see her bouncing back and bouncing back at that level right off the bat. Um, I got to watch Kat Matthews last year. She um, managed to hold off, excuse me, Annie Haug at Ironman 70.3 Lanzarote uh, to take the win. Just, you know, was stellar on the bike. And then, um, you know, I think Annie only ran like a minute or two into her over the half. So um, that was when I kind of realized, oh, Kat Matthews is the real deal. Then she takes second in St. George uh, last year to Daniela Reef. Um, then has that big sub eight. She was, you know, on a on a really nice sort of uh, nice move towards the top of the podium in Kona, and lots of people were expecting her to at least contend for that. Yeah. So um, she had to do a bit of a reset, but um, looking very very strong. And then I don't know if you saw the New York Times had a great piece on Chelsea Sodaro just talking about. Uh, the the emotional, the uh, sort of mental uh, challenges that she has had over the years. Um, and uh, so it was uh, very impressive for her. Like she had a really solid race and in just about any other scenario, 115 gets her the win um, on the, you know, the, that bike ride she had and then a 115 half marathon gets her to the win in uh, Oceanside. So um, pretty solid day for her as she, and it sounds like, you know, her, her big focus for the next few months is, uh, challenge Roth. So, um, I think, uh, she displayed some, some pretty, uh, Im impressive tenacity. There's the words I'm looking for. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, that podium is all just good stories and it's really important. I think there are some really, really, um, strong women in our sport who have been on, you know, championing really hard conversations. You know, mental health is an incredibly difficult conversation to have. Um, and, you know, eating disorders, you know, those sorts of things. And, you know, being able to shine light on those really um, hard conversations uh, has been a highlight, I think, of some of the uh, the amazing women athletes that we have in triathlon who, you know, are going to do that. And I haven't read the article in... Um, yet but i i did catch that she had um been interviewed by the new york times which you know really it, you know talking about mental health and and the struggles that she's had yeah um, it was totally well worth the read yeah. absolutely and then i i do not want to sort of move on without sort of really highlighting yes i know i'm biased um uh, <laughs> tamara jewett uh, canadian uh, but what was most impressive about her win? So huge improvements on the swim and the bike, right? So she was in the mix, came out with that group, 
um, out of the water. So Tamara in the past um, has been this running phenom and kind of run her way through the fields and everything, but has typically been a little ways back um, off the bike. And here in Oceanside, like she even had a 30 second penalty that she had to deal with um, sort of still does that comes, comes out 90 seconds uh, back as she starts the run and just runs her way through and still does a 113 half marathon. So that's what we, what really needs to get taken away. So she's dramatically improved her swim and her bike and she's still running very, very fast. I was about to use that word that begins with N, but we <laughs> don't have to have a beer. Um, so, uh, can't say enough about how impressive that is. And uh, this was a huge breakthrough win. Um, so now the, the only thing uh, for Tamara is that uh, I, I, you know, I sort of want to just call her and say, okay, just be ready because it doesn't get easier from here, right? Because now there's more pressure and more expectations and all that stuff. But those are nice problems to have. I think so too. I think, um, you know, you get to a point where, you know, good athletes want good competition. They want to get, they want to get after it. So, um, I'm pretty sure she'll be, uh, you know, very much a featured, uh, participant in, uh, in every race that she does this season, because you put that down early and everyone's going to be, um, you know, really, uh, into it. As a sidebar too, I did notice that, um, Sadara did donate her prize money um to a um organization that is looking for um gun laws to repeal gun laws um and to basically try and stop the uh i guess the gun assaults in uh in america so that's an interesting sidebar as well that she's done that as well yeah um, it's called Mom's Demand, uh, in case anyone wants to look that up. And yeah, Chelsea Sadar, like, you know, her speech, uh, her um, speech at the awards ceremony in Kona last year, if you haven't seen it, uh, go and find it on YouTube or whatever. And, and like, just masterful. Uh, one of the best um, winning speeches in Kona that I have ever heard. And she is just doing so many things, right? And it was, you know, amazing to see her. Uh, talk about that. So good pickup, Phil. You're you're doing an, an awesome job here today. <laughs> Every now and then, Kevin. Every now and then. Um, <laughs> I, I, why am I sounding so surprised? I know. I don't know. I'm a little bit hurt. I think. Um, <laughs> before we do get to the arena games, which I want to have a quick little 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 chat about, um, you've you've uh, jumped on to the understanding or you've written a, an article and if you haven't gone on this triathlon magazine uh in canada is what we're talking about it's the greatest place in the world for all triathlon content the headline says why aren't people paying attention to women's triathlon racing now kevin you might want to shed a bit of light onto uh, what you've stumbled across here yeah well it, it was funny because i felt like i was doing a phil rockner gripe <laughs> uh, as I was as I was writing all of this, I was I was channeling my best Phil Rockna. There it is. Um, <clears throat> but um, we just um, it came up uh, when I was looking at the numbers over the weekend and the discrepancy between 
just the views that we had for the stories around uh, the women's racing and especially Tamara's uh, breakthrough win and the difference between those numbers and what we saw for the men were just so dramatic that I felt like I wanted to do this. And I, and I, you know, I know this is just one race. I know this is just our site. I really want to do more of a deep dive into this, but um, you know, the, the, the numbers were just dramatic. There were, um, so last year, Jackson Laundry, and I th- I'm pretty sure we we talked about this in the podcast. You know, having his breakthrough day, uh, where he you know he beats Lionel Sanders and Alistair Brownlee at, at Oceanside, all of this stuff, and that the story on Jackson um, received almost or had almost four times as many views as the story on Tamara did. Um, which just really hit home to me. And then, you know, just even, um, you know, our story on Jan Fredano pulling out um, had twice as many views as as the story on Tamara winning. So it just was, you know, really dramatic to me that, that difference. And, um, you know, I, I just felt like I wanted to get that out there and um, see what we can do, you know, like I, I put the story in exactly the same place. I pushed it out in exactly the same way on social media. And uh, we just have this dramatic difference in terms of, in terms of the views. So fix it, Phil. It's up to you now. I've done my bit. <laughs> I don't know either. And I, I'll be honest with you, right? Like when I, when we had first off the bike, there were staples that were, um, we knew we we're going to hit well. And, it, you know, now everyone's clickbaiting and stuff like that. But, you know, 15 years ago, clickbait wasn't really a thing. Um, it was more yeah. just, it, it was a lot more functional, a lot more um, direct, the the setup that you had online. So it was a bit more, um, I don't know, easier, I would have thought. I think it's a lot harder now. Um and I couldn't tell you, Kevin, from one week to the next, from one thing. There were things that did well. We always knew. So someone like Chris McCormack always rated well. We always had a laugh around the office uh, that whenever we needed a spike in numbers, we just give Chris a call. Um, and Macca would help us out yeah. in terms of saying something cool or, you know, being Macca. Um, you know, the other thing that went really well too for us was um, uh, race um, lists, pros who were racing for some reason. The pro racing lists, so, you know, stacked field at Oceanside, that would have gone really well for us. Um, and I've no idea about any of that. And then it was hard because sometimes we would have women's races and we were like, like we do on this podcast, we don't really, if I'm going to talk about the men's side of the house and I'll talk about the women's side of the house, that's just, that's how we've always operated. I don't think we've ever differentiated between the two. And neither did we on first off the bike. We would give both races equal coverage but i i agree we we often had probably bigger numbers around the men um so you know you're talking about something that's been going on for a long time but then you know there would be the time where sometimes we would write something you know and it would be women centric or focused and you know and again you think about like steph hansen ran wits up which was a mainstay of women in triathlon for years. And that thing floated for a decade, you know? So it's, it's interesting, isn't it? How the, the different digital appetites of obviously a select audience for Steph, but 
even for us as well, you know, like it's just, yeah, it's hard to pick who goes where and, and, and who decides to read what. Yeah. Well, and, and certainly since I became the online editor of the magazine uh, a few years ago, I have made a concerted effort to always, um, whenever I can, when we're doing a wrap-up story, and if it's the men's and the women's together, I put the women's champion up as as the photo. Um, and um, whenever I, you know, so I'm, I'm, you know, try to emphasize all of that. But um, yeah, it, it's, to me, it, I, I don't really have answers. This was just something I was throwing out there um, and, um, as a, Hey, this is what we're seeing and would love, uh, to get some feedback from folks. And as I said, I really do need to do, uh, more of a deep dive into this. I intend to reach out to Ironman and world triathlon and challenge and ask if they have, um, seen, I guess, arena games, uh, would be in that list as well. Um, if they are seeing any differences in that kind of thing. And um, yeah, it would be, it would be great to uh, just explore this further for sure. Yeah. I think it's, a, as you said, you know, some of these things that we talk about, there is a greater conversation around them. Um, it's, I just don't have nine years to, to unpack this. And even though looking and people say, check your data and look at, you know, take a look at the the numbers of where people are coming from and how they're entering and, you know, the demographics and stuff. And that's, that's probably a, you know, a step for, for you and your team, Kevin. And, um, you know, from there, I guess, uh, it's a, who knows where, once you, you start looking at that, but you did mention arena games, and I think we're going to just move this along a little bit. The London arena games are coming up and we saw, I'm not a convert. Like I'm not, it's bonkers though, isn't it? Like you were there. It's bonkers. It, it's yeah. I, I kept having to sort of pinch myself and because it is a very bizarre scenario where you have people, they are swimming for real They're you know, but then they jump basically onto a video game for the bike and the run. Like there were, I don't know how many hundreds of people um, <clears throat> watching the arena games in Montreal, but once the swim was done, everyone was looking up at the big screen and basically watching TV, um, <laughs> which, um, but it was still very, very exciting to watch and, and, you know, a, a neat venue. So um, I hear you. I, I wrestle back and forth with this, uh, is this the future of triathlon? Yeah, I hope not, but I hope that it can continue to be part of what we do in triathlon. You know, they were they were talking uh, at the Arena Games in Montreal about wouldn't it be cool if we could turn this into an age group experience? And I was like, I think so. I think people would be all over that if they could uh, jump into this this sort of format. Um, so yeah, uh, but this weekend uh, very. Sort of interesting how they've had kind of people jump in and out. So like Gustav Eden is racing this weekend, but he's not eligible. Um, oh, and I think uh, Johnny Brownlee is also racing this weekend, but not eligible for um, for the overall world championship, right? So um, it, it's kind of funny how that's developed in terms of um, the – you know, the way these things are gone, they're, they're trying to bring in some big names to 
help with the numbers. Yeah, and that's not silly. And then if you're a big name like an Eden or something, you go and get a workout. And, you know, look, Chris McCormack's, um, I, I, I've long liked the model of Super League, the new model, you know, when he's gone and does it over a month and does it, you know, I'm, I've no doubt a fan of what he's up to. So I think he's, I think he gets it. He gets it because he understands um, the the need to put on race after race after race. They're compact. They're you, athletes can recover. You can do them each week. You know, in a month long stretch. I think that's great. Um, the arena games. It's yeah. It's look. I'm sure it's exciting. I'm sure being there. It's 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 probably translates better to being in the crowd maybe than actually just sort of sitting there watching it because you know you can actually see a little bit of it, but. Crowd interaction always makes things better. Um, but in terms of this, again, it's another event. It's another opportunity to to see uh, a Norwegian running around, which is, you know, awesome as well. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and a lot of so, European... And I, I, I have a story that I really need to get up. Uh, it'll be very, very cool if Henry Schumann can, um, can take this title, I think. I think it's down to sort of uh, Henry and Chase McQueen, I think, are kind of the two main players to go after the, the men's title. And then um, Gina Sereno, um, who is Chase McQueen's partner. How's that for a cool story? Yep. Um, and then whew, uh, it's Rag Meyer. And I'm very scared to try and pronounce her first name, Zanette. Zanette. Um, there's a Z and an S to start everything off. So uh, Zanette Bragmeyer, anyway, um, and uh, Gina Serrano, the sort of two favorites on the women's side for that world championship. So you got a race in and of itself, and then you've got the world championship on the line. And yep. yeah, it should be, uh, it should be fun to watch. Yeah. Well, I Beth mean, Potter's in the race as well. I know. As is Cassandra Potter. goes on. I know. People don't get how fast that she can run like seriously she's well speak of fast runners yeah went to the 2016 olympics for the great britain in the 10,000 meters so yeah um yeah she's the she's the real deal on the run as well and as is cassandra Bogran. i i watched her win in hamburg never like that was i was about to say never seen anyone run faster it, but in a sprint try i'm not sure if i've ever seen anyone run faster than she did that day she just floated away from the field yeah. It was amazing. So, yeah, when it's done right, running is a glorious thing, especially after a heinous stationary bike where they sit there and try not to, you know, chew handlebars and vomit, which is always a, a fun thing to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, uh, that brings us to the end of a, another ep of uh, the life of Try. You, my friend, enjoy your appleness and hanging out with uh, Tim Cook and discussing all things Apple with him and how you'd like to. Uh, make changes and what you want. Um, that'll be fun for you. The rest of us will go on living Tim our is, mundane lives. Tim is here in New York, but he was accepting an award from GQ or something last night. He's not <sighs> hanging out with us lowly journalists. So yeah, right. um, I won't see Tim Cook, but, uh, um, but I will uh, do my best to have fun for sure. Perfect. I know Tim listens to the, to this podcast. So thanks Tim for being a part of it. Um, and uh, we will see you in a week from today um, over the Easter break. I thought you were going fishing. I am. I'm going fishing, man. I'm going to go and drop a line and see if I can't. Uh, I re catch and release before you get all upset. I don't do that. I catch and release. Um, 
And okay. there we go. So two weeks, I think. Yep. So a couple of weeks we'll be back uh, talking all things triathlon. You can catch Kevin at Triathlon Magazine Canada, uh, also on the Twitter, and you can catch me just being my regular self uh, on the Twitter as well. Um, if you've given us a listen, we appreciate it. Tell your mates uh, that we're on. And uh, if you've got any feedback for us, make sure you drop a comment in the iTunes feedback or hit us up and let us know what you think. Kevin, good luck to you, sir, and we will see you in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks so much, Phil. This has been The Life of Try, folks. We'll catch you soon. Thanks for listening to The Life of Try. If you like us, tell your mates and follow us on Instagram at The Life of Try.